0: Now, when you think about honor culture, you probably think about dueling in the 19th century. Now, of course, at this point, we've all heard the story of Alexander Hamilton, Aaron Burr, and their notorious duel in 1804. The affair was all about honor and politics, and the culture demanded that men, and particularly public men, protect their good names and reputations by any means necessary. We might not see a lot of duels anymore, but in many ways, honor culture really does live on today. A few years ago, I spoke with writer Karen Tintori about how she discovered a decades-old family secret. It was a secret that connected her family to honor culture in a surprising and disturbing way. My interview with Karen Tintori, who reconstructed and wrote about a family honor killing from generations past, really grabbed me And wouldn't let me go. And I remember, even as I was preparing for the interview and reading about it on the train headed into work, it brought tears to my eyes. I was surprised and stunned and moved by what I saw. And I remember I felt the need to call a backstory producer on the phone so that I could process my thoughts. There were many aspects of the story and the interview that really touched me, but perhaps most of all, I was deeply struck by this attempt to erase the life and identity of a woman, and the work and passion that went into recovering her story and acknowledging her life. So here is my conversation with Karen from the show Death Before Dishonor, Shame and Reputation in American History, and a warning. This story contains disturbing descriptions of violence against women. Several years ago, Karen Tintori discovered a devastating family secret. She's a journalist and writer from a close-knit Italian-American family. And while she knew a lot about her father's side of the family, she realized she knew very little about her mother's family, which had emigrated from Sicily in the early 20th century. So she started asking her grandmother, her mother, and her aunts some questions. But for some reason, they didn't want to talk. They would say, okay, come over on Tuesday,
1: and then Monday night I'd get a phone call. Well, no, Grandma has a doctor's appointment, etc., cetera, etc., cetera.
0: I didn't realize for many years that I was getting the runaround. She finally managed to get her grandmother to agree to speak with her about the family. And
1: I walked in and my grandmother was already agitated and sputtering in Sicilian to my aunt, who's she going to show? Who's she going to tell? And on the corner of the table was an old shoebox filled with documents. And the top one was a family passport. And my Aunt Grace opened it up and pointed to a line in the list of children that had been obliterated with a black pen. And she said, that's the one they got rid of. Did your mother ever tell you? And it took about another hour for her to explain that my grandmother had a sister next to her a year younger who was murdered by her brothers about 1920 in Detroit in an honor killing.
0: Tintori spent more than a decade piecing together the whole story. She eventually published a book about her great-aunt's murder. She learned that the one they got rid of was her grandmother's sister, a girl named Frances. She'd come with her siblings and parents to Detroit from Sicily in 1914. But Frances disappeared from the census records in 1920. She would have been about 16 years old.
1: And she had been promised to a, quote, mafioso who was 20 years older than she was by her father. And because she broke that engagement and she eloped with the man she was in love with, her older brothers were very upset with her that she had blackened the family name. She had dishonored the family by disobeying the father and by ruining their chances to get uh, a leg up in a better street gang. The brothers took matters into their own hands. They were so angry with her that they kidnapped her and they took her to Belle Isle, which is an island in the Detroit River. And the story was that they cut off her hands and her feet and weighted her down with cement and threw her in. What led you to call this an honor killing? Everyone in the family, when we talked to them, said it was an honor killing because she dishonored the family. She blackened the family name. When I called my mother later that day and said, it is what Gracie told me true, she said, oh, she had hot pants and she was fooling around with boys in the alley. And that hmm. did not make sense to me at all. And I thought, you know what? She was 16, and no matter what she did, if she did anything, she didn't deserve the fate she got. Yeah, But to that older generation of the family in Sicily and transplanting that culture to the United States, the honor of the family was tied up in the chastity of the women, the appropriate conduct of the women, the way they dressed, the way they behaved, obedience, and uh, just not doing anything out of line
0: in public. Because to do that would bring shame on the men.
1: Oh, to do... Yes. Yes. It was it was control, I guess is what you want to say, that the men could not keep their women under control. That dishonored the men, that they weren't... I guess that it boils down to virility and manliness, and if they couldn't keep their women in control, then they weren't really men.
0: Absolutely. It's, honor is always, <laughs> in some way, about manhood.
1: Yes. Whether it's fighting a duel or killing your sister because she... <sighs> Goofed up your chances to run in a better
0: mob. Wow. In reconstructing this, did you? How much did you find out about Francis and who she was and what her life was like? Well, when my mom was dying, one of the younger brothers, her her uncle,
1: came to visit, and he was the one. When he was a little boy, he hated his older brothers for murdering Francis and vowed that he was going to grow up and kill them. He said that she was sweet, that she would take any little money that she had and buy the little brother's ice cream, and that she was really
0: the sweetest and the kindest of all the sisters. And did you get any sense of of what her life was like before she eloped? Well, here she is
1: murdered in 1920— about right when women in this country are getting the right to vote, <gasps> when everything is opening up, I mean the future that she would have had had she had she been allowed to grow up, women basically they cooked, they cleaned, they ironed. I understand that the brothers threw their shirts down, uh, you know, they'd wear their shirts two, three shirts a day. and then she like my grandmother being the two girls, the f- first two girls, would do the cooking, the cleaning, the ironing with the starch, and it was pretty much a life
0: of toil. Now, how did your family respond as you began unraveling this? Well, it was quite interesting. My mother, of
1: course, was outraged that I was going to follow up or ask any more questions. And part of my family was horrified by the news of, of this family secret that had been kept for 80 years. My mom said... We heard about it when we were little kids and our parents thought we were sleeping. I would hear my mother and her sisters talking about Francis and
0: crying. So you're putting together this amazing story. So then what led you to go the next step and then to publish it in some way? Well, because of
1: the stigma and the honor of my own family, you know, and telling this tale that they thought was so horrific, I thought, you know what, we're, we're honoring the bad guys by protecting them from what they did and, and dishonoring her. The, the night they murdered her, they came back and destroyed everything of hers, her pictures, her clothing. And I just thought, no, I have to give her back her name. There's a Jewish curse, may your name and your memory be erased. And that's what I thought of when I saw that line obliterated in the passport and that they burned everything of hers that night. It was like they obliterated
0: her as if she never existed. So in telling this story about this honor killing, basically you were um, redeeming her honor in a way. Absolutely. Absolutely. So over the course of, of researching the book and writing about it, did you come to feel differently about your family's honor? It, it, that's an interesting question. I did, I, I, f- I had considered honor, but
1: not exactly in the word honor. There's an Italian word, vergogna. The vergogna is the, is, the, is the shame. You know, so shame was more the word than honor. And the shame was on the brothers. The shame was not on, on Francis. Right. I mean, it was okay for them. That didn't dishonor the family, that they murdered their own
0: flesh and blood. It's mind-boggling. Has the your family's sense of themselves changed now that the secret is out? I think there's a sense of
1: relief and a sense of closure. Hmm. Some of the women cousins we've talked about going to Belle Isle and and doing a memorial service for her, but we have not yet been able to do that. At, when you go to Belle Isle, there's a beautiful Scott fountain there, and people would go because it was like a wedding cake of a fountain, and the bridal party would go down there. My parents went, my aunt Grace went. We have wedding pictures of everybody everybody gathered around the fountain, and you go to the island and go, well, was did they kill her on this side? Did they kill her on that side? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if we if we kind of knew where she was, we could really honor her
0: by doing something like that. So your your family comes from Sicily to Detroit. Did you, In all of your research, and you did so much, did you get a sense of what that world would have been like coming from Italy to America, how different it was or how similar it was? In Italy, in Sicily, they
1: came from poverty and they lived in stone houses and, and scrabbled for for something to eat, and America was a promise of you know food on the table and a better and a better life for the family, but it was also an insular community in the Detroit area. Uh, they brought you know the food and the customs and the
0: and the culture with them. They just lived in different kinds of homes, huh? So, so in a sense, I mean the the family it got transported to America, and by being in a Sicilian Italian community. Everyone else sort of shared that same sense of honor and family honor, and so they all felt bound by the same rules and by the same customs and I guess by the same demands, it sounds like.
1: Yes, and, and it's not just limited to the Detroit area uh, as the when the book came out, the feedback that I've received from readers who grew up in a Sicilian American family has been astounding. Hmm. Some people were upset because they said, "Oh, well, that didn't happen in my family." And it gives a bad name to Sicilians. You know, you're right. dishonoring Sicilians by publishing right. the story because it's reflecting right. badly upon us right. But one woman wrote to me, and she said, 70 years old. She said, all my life, I thought it was my fault. And now I understand where all of this honor and,
0: you know, female
1: second place business came from. It's, it's such
0: an amazing thing, you know, because um, it, this kind of honor culture generally, it's obviously deeply powerful to the people who are in it, right? It means a lot to the family. It means a lot to the community. It's this enormous network. And then it's a thing that no one talks about. That's the omertà. That's the, right. you know, keep quiet,
1: keep your mouth shut, keep your head down and obey.
0: But it shows you it shows you how absolutely powerful it is, right? If no one even needs to talk about it. It's just something that everyone knows is the way things should be. Exactly.
1: It, r- it ripples out like a pebble in a pond and it it does. It affects it affects everybody.
0: Karen Tintori is a journalist and author of Unto the Daughters, the legacy of an honor killing in a Sicilian American family.